The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Trustee and Associate Pastor Edwin Sprout Sr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, XTTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KBTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station, KCSG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, and parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station, KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Cali for over 90 years. In our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A. to B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To know and appreciate the full-hearted love of our Heavenly Father, one must be willing to give of their whole being. 
It's not enough for one to proclaim his or her love for the Lord. They must live it to the fullest extent possible, surrendering one's cares, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. And yes, even the hurts and anger is not a simple task. Listen to the words, and if you feel moved to sing along, please do so as Emilia Hahn lovingly leads the choir to sing the beautiful melody entitled, Jesus Be the Lord of All. The choir will be accompanied by Ethan Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Jesus. 
Thank you, choir, for that melodious rendition. Under the direction of Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., the church band will play for you the song entitled, Had It Not Been.
Loving Jesus is not an automatic response. The love one has for the Lord comes from spirit-filled, spirit-led parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles. Those who have lived the worldly life and experiences and have found that pure peace comes from Jesus. Pure love from the Father comes from being nurtured, spiritually fed, and spiritually led by the Holy Ghost. It is my honor to sing for you today one of my favorite numbers entitled, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I will be accompanied by Head Pastor William M. Hahn, Jr. on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Mason Asano on the guitar. Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness I see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strange in the light of his glory and grace. The church choir will sing their present and present their rendition of the melody entitled, I'd Rather Have Jesus.
Thank you, choir. Yes, saints and friends, having Jesus in your life is the richest, most precious treasure you can hold. And now the lively members of the church orchestra, led by yours truly, eagerly await to play for you the joyous number entitled, It is Glory Just to Walk with Him. degrees under the leadership of Oaxaca Carter will render their selection entitled, My Deliverer. What a powerful number. Listen carefully to the words in this beautiful melody. It will inspire you to praise the glorious works of our wonderful Savior. And I would like to dedicate today's number to Miss Saprina Bowen of Waianae. Saprina, your diligence will not go unrewarded. May the good Lord continue to richly bless you and your household. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. And from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCG Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGB TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimaki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alberio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, 
by Pastor Hannibal S. Sparrow in Bologo, Pikawain, and by Pastor Vesper Sparrow in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sproul Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Melvin. A practicing Christian pays careful attention to those gospel details, which are necessary in his daily life. If he expects to be a part of the rapture when Jesus returns in clouds of glory for his very own. I am certain, dear television viewers, that if you are like me, you do not want to be left behind. You do not want to be counted among the multitudes who fail to acquire their salvation through the simple act of water baptism in the name of Jesus. Therefore, it would be a great gain spiritually if you took this time to partake in the reading of God's Word during the presentation of my sermon, which I have entitled, The Transfiguration of Jesus Christ. It is indeed a pleasure to have each of you join with us as viewers in today's telecast presentation. And we are especially pleased to have you participate in the reading of God's Word concerning the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God. It has been our experience that when faced with difficult situations, most people will begin to search and exhaust all avenues of possible help before coming to God's Word, the Bible, for the right answers. Therefore, it is our prayer that today's sermon will help us all to realize that the only source of help deliverance and resolution is found when we seek the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself. Let us remember that the Lord Jesus Christ is always just a prayer away. And in the process, much faith and patience is required on our part with perseverance to endure unto the end. There are many great events in the life of Jesus Christ. And at the age of 12, he confounded the religious leaders in the temple. Luke 2, 46 and 47 denotes, And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Luke 2.49 also denotes his answer to his parents who came looking for him. It reads, How is it that you sought me? Was she not that I must be about my father's business? And you may be asking, What is his father's business? It is to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God for the salvation of souls to all mankind in this lost and dying world. Jesus Christ is the perfect example and role model for every man, woman, and child to follow. And when he was baptized, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And at the outset of his ministry, Jesus Christ went about preaching, teaching, and healing many 
to fulfill his spiritual role upon this earth and to bring redemption of sin to every man, woman, and child who will accept him as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord. And he preached the greatest message the world has ever heard, which we have come to know today as the Sermon on the Mount, as recorded in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. He presented the gospel of the kingdom of God and the constitution of that kingdom where the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, will return to rule and reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. The Lord Jesus Christ also fed the thousands of people with just a few loaves of bread and a few fishes. And it was a great hour when he rode into Jerusalem and the people ran before him crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Although there were many wonderful events in his life upon this earth, we believe that one of the high points was when the Lord Jesus Christ experienced his hour of transfiguration. He stood on the mountaintop and became transformed as the light also transported Moses and Elijah to him to talk about his death. In Matthew 16, 28, the Lord Jesus Christ declared, Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And in Matthew 17, 1 and 2, it denotes, And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. We have this picture of Jesus Christ in his transfiguration body, and we also have the biblical description given of him in his glorified body in Revelations 1, 14 and 15 that reads, His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they were burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And in Revelations 1, 18, the Lord Jesus Christ declares, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. The three disciples, Peter, James, and John, were closer to Jesus Christ than any of the others. And they formed the inner circle. And on that day, the Lord Jesus Christ took them to the top of the mountain where he was transfigured before them. Matthew 17, 2 and 3 exhorts, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. The face of Jesus Christ shone like the sun, and it was too bright for his disciples to look Upon. His clothing suddenly became as bright as light. Never had these disciples seen anything like it. And then 
In the twinkling of an eye, Moses and Elijah appeared before Jesus Christ. Spiritually speaking, Moses was the representative of the law, and Elijah was the representative of the prophets. Moses had died, and Elijah had departed from the world in a chariot of fire. Luke 9, 30 to 31 further details. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease when he should accomplish at Jerusalem. The law and the prophets bore testimony to the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Moses represents the type of saint of God who has died and will be called up by the Lord Jesus Christ when he says, come up hither, as confirmed in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 that reads, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And Elijah represents the type of saint of God who will be translated to heaven, as referenced in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 and 18, that reads, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. These are very comforting words for the child of God in this time that we are now living. And when we all get to heaven, we will recognize Peter, James, John, Paul, and our loved ones who have already gone home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 17:15 states, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Here we have the wonderful assurance of King David, who states that our immortality will be enriched and we will become greater than in our present existence. 1 John 3, 2 declares, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. These three disciples were privileged to look upon Jesus Christ and the light of his deity shining through his flesh. They saw him as we shall see him someday in glory. They looked upon Moses, the lawgiver, and they looked upon Elijah, the great prophet, who was translated to heaven in a whirlwind. However, what they saw is only a small portion of the blessings we shall see and receive from the Lord Jesus Christ when life's day is done. John 14, 2 and 3 adds this exhortation. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 
51 to 54, Behold, I show you a mystery. It shall, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. The hope of the church is portrayed in the rooftop sign, Jesus coming soon above all the apostolic faith churches in Hawaii and the Philippine Islands. Therefore, in this transfiguration, we have proof of both the resurrection and life after death. Many of our loved ones have gone home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we know that they are safe in the arms of Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 adds this comfort, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. When a saint and child of God is buried, their body returns to the grave, and the spirit returns unto God who gave it. And when the Lord Jesus Christ returns, their, their body will be raised and reunited with their spirit and soul. Nicodemus, a secret believer in the Lord, came to see Jesus Christ by night to find the way of salvation and eternal life. He was a man of position, prominence, power, and great wealth, but he was not satisfied. And he had a deep hunger in his heart, having witnessed the wonderful miracles performed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us listen in on their conversation. In John 3, 2, and 2 through 4, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ responded with this commandment given to Nicodemus and all mankind in John 3, 5 that reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2, 38, which reads, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And to be born of the Spirit means that every man, woman, and child must speak in God's unknown tongue or language, which is the only Bible evidence to confirm that we have received God's Holy Spirit within. Acts 2.4 adds this confirmation. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And in Acts 4.12, God's Word states that Jesus Christ is God's only saving name that can remove the sin of mankind. It reads, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And once again, dear television viewers, Jesus Christ is God's only saving name given in the gospel of the kingdom of God. In Matthew 17, 4 through 8, we read on further. 
Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While he had spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. Therefore, we can see here that it is Jesus only who is the authority in this life and in the life to come in heaven above. Peter made a mistake of putting Moses and Elijah on the same level as Jesus Christ. Moses and Elijah were faithful servants of God, but the Lord Jesus Christ is God himself who is far above them in the heavens, and he is the root, and they are the branches. The Lord Jesus Christ is mankind's only means of salvation, and he is our mediator between God and man. He is our counselor and our only hope in this life and the life to come in heaven above. When the Lord Jesus Christ and his three disciples came down from the mountain, a man came to speak with him in Matthew 17, 14 to 15. It reads, And when they were come down to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. God's Word, the Bible, presents this contrast of nothing but glory on the mountaintop and nothing but suffering in the valley. But we must always thank the Lord Jesus Christ for our mountaintop blessings and our suffering experiences in the valley of our daily lives. The Lord Jesus Christ therefore stated in Matthew 17, 17, Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. James 5, 14 and 16 advises all mankind. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that she may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The disciples, the disciples wanted to know why they couldn't cure the boy. And the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to them in Matthew 17, 18 through 21. It reads, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples of Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth out, not by prayer, not only by prayer and fasting. In Matthew 17, 22 to 23, it reads, and further states, And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, 
The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceeding sorry, yet the disciples did not seem to understand or grasp the significance of his death and resurrection. Let us read on in Matthew 17, 24 to 27. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He said, Yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto them, Of strangers. Jesus saith to him, Then are the children free notwithstanding lest we should offend them, go you into the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. What a miracle indeed. The Lord Jesus Christ believed and taught us all to pay what is expected of us all. He therefore set an example for every true born-again Christian to bring in their tithes and free will offerings into God's storehouse. God's storehouse is where we found our salvation and promise of eternal life. When we offer our tithes and offerings unto the Lord Jesus Christ, he will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us that we will not be able to receive. Hence the biblical term blessed refers to a state of being happy, when an individual accepts the Lord Jesus Christ, his plan of salvation, and receives his promise to inherit eternal life in heaven above. The Lord Jesus Christ gives mankind this exhortation of faith. In Mark 8, 34, it reads, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We must all bear our crosses in this life. As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, a cross signifies death, and the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross of Calvary as a sacrifice for our sins. And our cross is the denying of ourselves in living our lives for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hence, Mark 8, 35 to 37 denotes, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what, is, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Mankind's only profit in this life is gained only by what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ in our daily lives upon this earth. Therefore, let us prepare ourselves for the return of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to call up his waiting bride, the church, saying, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's word, our church, or review our telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Trustee and Associate Pastor Edmund Sprode Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless you and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. As we conclude another hour of sweet fellowship, the church band will inspire you with this jubilant song entitled, Hide You in the Blood.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.